What's up, bitches? It's your boy Brian B Money. Ready for another episode of Bitching with Brian? We're gonna go ahead and get uh started into this right away. You know, I know I normally get these bills paid, but we're gonna go ahead and do that uh sporadically throughout the episode today. Yes, I want to talk to y'all real quick. Fuck an intro. Fuck all that. Cause I'm mad. I am pissed. For those of y'all that don't know, I have a dog. Her name is Nymeria Lestrange Banks, and I love her. Nymeria, obviously from Game of Thrones. Lestrange, just from Harry Potter, because she is low-key evil. And Banks, because that's my name, you know? So, this little motherfucker. Bitches ain't shit, bro. Let me just put it to you like that. I'm walking her last night, and some kind of way, she didn't get out of her collar, but the collar um, dislatched or unlatched, rather, from her, um, the leash. So when she realized that, she's like, oh, well, shit, I'm about to go ahead and make a move for it. So she started trying to run off, and I was like, no, like, come here. And she kind of stopped, and then she just took off running. Little motherfucking bitch had me running after her ass all in the neighborhood, everybody looking at me like I'm stupid. And that's how I know I'm getting old, bro. I ran so much, I started throwing up. Never caught her ass. And I don't mean just like, oh, I kind of threw up. No, I threw up three times. Like, I was so mad. Like, for one, you're showing me how out of shape I am, which I don't appreciate. Secondly, you got me over here, like, physically ill because you ran away. And, like, this is not okay. Um, But, yeah, like I real life had to stop to throw up. Um, After walking the streets, like, 30 minutes, I went and got into um, my car. And I figured, okay, I'll just drive up and down the streets. Um, because my stomach is hurting at this point now, but I can at least drive to look for her. So I'm driving, had to stop and pull over to throw up again. Bro, I searched for this dog for like an hour and a half, almost two hours. And at this point, my stomach is hurting. I'm mad. It's already cold outside. I just want to go smoke. So I was like, you know what? Fuck her. If that's where she want to live and she want to be out in the world, being a hot twat, a slut puppy, by all means, you go and do that. I'm going to the house. So... I took my ass to the house, and as soon as I walked in, I threw up again. Bro, I was so mad. Like, so mad. Like, ugh. Like, you got me out here looking stupid because you decided to run away. So, um, you know, I'm just chilling or whatever after I get myself together. Drink me some cranberry juice. By the way, cold cranberry juice will cure anything you're going through in life. You got bad um credit. You know, you got debt collectors calling you. Just sip you some cranberry juice. I guarantee you, your life will change. All right? That's... That's a little um, life hack for y'all, because I definitely swear by it. Anyway, got back in. After I got myself together, you know, I'm just chilling or whatever. And uh, I did, like, leave the gate propped open because I figured, you know, maybe she'll come back. Uh, She has run off before and come back. Um, This was a few months ago, but I know, you know, like, she might come back. So I left it open. Her ass never fucking came back. Luckily, um, she was found by people in the neighborhood. Um, it was this older white lady and her son. They were really nice. And, um, I do have two tags on there for her. One says her name and the other has my, uh, it says her name. And then on the back, it has my phone number and my email. And then I also have another dog, um, tag for her, for the vet that I take her to. Um, so they reached out to the vet and the vet sent me an email. So I went to pick her stupid ass up today and she looking at me like where I've been. No, bitch, where have you been? Like you had a whole sleepover at these people house. They said they had five dogs or something. So you out just being a hot twat, you know, um, doing whatever you see fit for your life. And all the while you being insubordinate and not following rules. Mm hmm. No, I got her back home. I took her, you know, for a walk or whatever, and she's trying to, like, butter me up. She keeps licking me and, and all that stuff. So I put her in the cage. And I'm like, you're still on punishment. You ran away. I'm like, no, that's not acceptable. Like, I just bought a fresh bag of dog food, and you're going to think your punk ass about to leave? That's $25 that I didn't have to spend. No, no, no. Come on back. Finish your food. And then after that, we can discuss your living arrangements, you know? But, um... Her ass, like I said, been trying to butter me up. I'll put her in the cage because I'm still mad. I am still mad currently at the fact that I was throwing up because I was running after her ass. Um, And normally I don't chase her because, you know, you're not supposed to chase a dog. They're just going to keep running. They're going to think it's a game. But the reason I ran was because she initially started running. And I tend to walk fast in general. But, I mean, goddamn, like I'm already walking at my fastest pace and you took off. And if I don't run behind you, then I won't know which way you turned after you came out of, you know, off of this one street. And so even though I ran, that's exactly what happened. It was just a whole mess. Um, 
Now she in here being bougie. She not on punishment no more, if you will. So she out of the cage. But I guess she caught herself being mad at me because I was mad at her. So um, I was talking to her and she looked at me and rolled her eyes and laid back down. You little fucking bitch. Like, how dare you? All the stuff I went through for you to have an attitude. Like, it ain't no big deal. I'm back. Oh, okay, you little fucker. Like, you know, they say that um, your children, because that's definitely my doctor. And they say that your children um, embody the worst parts of you. And I believe that's true. She definitely has a lot of my traits, uh, personality traits and characteristics. Um, her attitude is just <laughs> when she decides she want to have an attitude, then she have an attitude. And there's not really much you can do about it. And that is very consistent with how I am. Like, If I have an attitude, once I get there to that phase, that's just it. Like, it is what it is. I don't give a fuck about your feelings, how you feel about it, how anybody else feel about it. They can come see me and I'll let them know too. And then it's fuck them too, you know? So she definitely has that Banks aura, if you will. And I don't fucking like it. So we argue all the time. I actually just posted a Snapchat. By the way, if y'all don't follow me on Snapchat, that's the T-H-E underscore Brian Banks. B-R-I-A-N-B-A-N-K-S. But yeah, I posted a snap of her to show the world how she be in here trying to pretend like she... Like she don't understand me or to show her attitude on full display. She annoying. I don't know. Like I said, bitches ain't shit. I felt the need to start the episode um, this week with that because it's heavy on my heart. Y'all ever had to run after y'all kids, your doctor or something like that? And look, we getting old, y'all. Like running. I used to run every single day. And in fact, when I was in high school, um, I was in choir and one of the things that we did was, I shouldn't say we did, one of the things that I did um, as the president of the choir is, I guess I was just a creep. I would randomly just come in the choir room and I just start running in circles around the whole choir room. And I guess I had such an, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess I was uh, seen as that leader or I had such a, a um a high degree of control or influence. That's what I'm trying to say. I had such a, a great amount of influence on the other choir members that they would see me running in circles and they would also be like, okay, we're going to run with you. So now the whole choir is running in circles and we would just run and run and then I'd start singing the song and they start singing. We all in harmony and, you know, it's definitely good practice to keep your stamina up. But I say all that to um, elucidate that I used to run like a lot and when I tell you I ran every bit of 17 seconds after this dog and I was out of it, like done, like, and it makes me think like, what if it was a killer behind me? Or if I was trying to run, you know, to save my life or run to save somebody else's life, I ain't going to make it. I'm not the one. Don't call me for long distances. Okay. If I got to drive to you, oh, I'll be there. But if you need me to run to your aid, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. It's just, I will pass away before I make it to you. Fuck around and be a pile of dust. You know? Um we getting old, definitely. And I'm too old to be chasing after a dog or any children of any sort, of any species, if you will. Um I don't know. I'm still upset about it, y'all. And I really could ramble about her all day because she do all types of stuff to just get under my skin. And I know she do it on purpose. And then the my last thing about Namiria, okay? See, the problem is, and I realize that once I have children, I'm going to have to deal with this, too, because I'm fine as fuck. But Nymeria is a very good-looking doll. She's very, very pretty girl, and she knows that. So she tries to use that to her advantage, like, oh, I shouldn't have to go in the cage because I'm pretty. Or like, it doesn't matter that I was in the trash because I'm pretty. No, you little fucker. Like, I don't give a damn. Like, you know, um, parents can always see through their kids. Everybody else will be like, oh so adorable they're so cute they're so mannerable but the parent like no that little motherfucker's evil um and i definitely have that dynamic with nymeria i love her i understand her very clearly in fact um people think i'm over exaggerating or embellishing when i say we argue every day but i promise i promise you we have full-fledged arguments like arguments and she has the nerve to turn her nose up. She'll like moan or groan. If I'm talking to her and she don't like what I'm saying, she will roll her eyes and walk away. It drives me insane. I'll be ready to tackle her. Ready to tackle her. So long story short, she get under my skin 
be ready for children if you decide to, to have children. And I mean human children or um, dogs, cats, birds, fish, turtles, anything. Because they all annoying. <laughs> yes. Alright. Let's go ahead and get one of these um, commercials out of the way for y'all. I got um, a very interesting uh, next segment up for y'all. Actually, I have a guest. My good friend, my sister, uh, Malika, I call her Petunia. So when y'all hear me calling her Petunia, that is, uh, that's Malika. Uh, I tend to give terrible, ugly, old sounding nicknames to the people I fuck with and people I love. That's family. So Petunia going to be on next right after these ads. Y'all make sure to stay tuned because she got, um, she had a little situation in Subway that she'd like to, um, let the world know about. So we're going to go ahead and dive into that as soon as we, um, are done with these messages. Bitches, I really appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening to me, keeping up with me. I need one more thing from you guys, though. Whatever platform it is that you're listening on right now, I need you to go ahead and hit me with a like, a rating, a comment. And don't forget to subscribe so that way you're always up to date on when I release that next episode of Bitchin' with Brian. All right, so now we are back, and um, I got Malika, a.k.a. Petunia, with me, as I told y'all. Say hey, Petunia. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Um, and we're just going to jump right into it. I told y'all she had an incident that she had at Subway, and I'm just going to let let her take it away and, and go ahead and give y'all her experience of what she got to bitch about. Petunia, please, by all means. Okay, so this happened... <laughs> This happened um over the course of like a month. I went um where my job is, the building that it's in, directly next to it is a subway. You know, I frequent there when there's no no other option. So um <clears throat> I got familiarized with the ladies that are in there. So <clears throat> upon one of my visits, um, there were two Hispanic ladies, you know, working and as they began to take my order no, I'm telling her what I want. Now, the, there's an older Hispanic lady and there's a younger one. The, his, the older lady was the one who began to take my order. Mm-hmm. So she, um, I'm not sure if because the environment was loud or if she just had a very difficult time understanding what I was saying. But I felt like the way that she was making my sandwich was very sloppy and with a lack of care. And I mean, you know, black girls, we do make a lot of complaints. What you mean like sloppy? Like she had like everything looked like it was just thrown together? Yeah, or... like it was just like thrown on there like. And I was like, okay, I asked for a little bit of uh spinach mm-hmm. and I was I was like okay you know like she put a, a handful so I was like okay can you take a little bit off I don't want to try to nitpick but I also don't want you to you know I'm asking you and telling you how to make my sandwich right. so I asked her to take some spinach off and she just kind of like picked it and chunked it back into <laughs> the thing that was the first like okay obviously you have, you're starting to have an issue with you know this mm-hmm. so <clears throat> As we proceed, she um she puts mayonnaise. Now I like a lot of mayonnaise, so I mm. asked for more. And she uh it was just sloppy the way she just asked for vinegar. She just kinda I guess she didn't want me to ask for more of that. <laughs> so she just poured that just on. Your shit. Yeah, and I was just like, nah, nah. A soggy ass sandwich. <laughs> That's a no uh, for me. Soggy bread. <laughs> So I was like, I'm sorry, but I would really appreciate if you could remake my sandwich. I was like, because I'm not going to eat that. You know, I was like, I didn't ask for extra vinegar. So (laughs) why did you do that? You took it upon yourself. And that disturbed me because I I instantly just kind of got pissed off um, because she was just like, she had an attitude and she wasn't really, you know, and then she's just like, like shrugging her shoulders. Like she don't know what I'm saying or what I'm talking about. And that just pissed me off. So... So let me just make sure I fully understand everything. This isn't even the day of the incident in question. This is just... This is a background story. Oh, so we're leading up to the day yeah. that they had you fucked up. This is just so, a little seasoning mm-hmm. on the uh, the whole special, the fiasco we about to get. Yeah, so then we get to... Um, so I leave that day. I decide I'm not going to pay for a sandwich that you thrown together or there's vinegar down. And so I go back to work. So, um, the next time I come, I, um, the ladies, 
now they feel some type of way about me because they didn't like that I left with that sandwich. Um, and well, and didn't pay for the sandwich and didn't take it. And I can understand that, but you also have to understand I'm not gonna pay for something, you know, that I don't that I didn't, that I didn't want that. Right. So the lady was like, um. Uh, they just kind of snicker to each other. They talk, you know, like, but they're talking in Spanish. But obviously, I know that you're talking about me. You're looking at me, you know, you're mm. laughing and looking at me. So that kind of pissed me off, but I just proceeded. So, um, <clears throat> you know, to continue. So about the third time that I return, um, my card declines. Um, I, I don't know what happened, but my card ended up declining. Oh, no, no, no. I left my card in the car and so i was like okay let me go back to the car and uh get my card but she had already made the sandwich so she was just like okay you know she tried to be nice to me this was the younger one so i go get my card i come back and it declines not really sure why but whatever so i was just like, okay i can't get this sandwich so mm -hmm. the lady she wasn't really rude about it or whatever but whatever so we proceed and we go to the next time yes i had the, the audacity, day in question <laughs> the day in question i had the audacity to show up this damn day so i get there i uh she makes my sandwich and at this point in time it's yes it's the same two ladies um and then there is a newer individual he's there but not as frequent as the ladies so um now at this point they don't greet me they don't say anything to me when i come in not how welcome the subway it's just like oh this is this bitch again she back with the bullshit so i uh i i ignore it and i continue on and so he could tell he was at the register the, the guy mm -hmm. so he could tell they obviously didn't want to take my uh my order or whatever so he was nice enough to begin so as he begins to take my order, he prepping, getting prepared with his gloves and stuff. The lady turns around and she was like, you got money? <laughs> <laughs> then like, so she called you out in front of all the people in Subway. Yeah, the like, customers, the everything. This bitch ain't got money. You Show it to me. I need some proof. That's hilarious. So she is... um. At this point, she's checking someone out, and <clears throat> so I'm pissed because she decided to say this, uh -huh. like, while the customer is right there. And then there's people in here eating, and of course, there's another person in line. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, Malika, just, you know, keep cool, hold it together, and don't say nothing to her, all right? Because he offered to, to do your take your order so i was like all right so i waited till her customer left and i was like oh so you feeling you feeling hype today you bucked up and she was like what i was like you feeling yourself i was like that's why you talking out the side of your neck and she was just <laughs> and she said no because you are and she went in on me and then her grandma, the other lady, comes from the back. And, I mean, grandma is about to fight me at this point. And um, all all because I responded to her. I felt like that was disrespectful for one for you to say that while there were people in here. And she was like, you've come in here. And she reminded me of the time that my car declined. I can't help that bitch. My car declined. <laughs> fuck, take that up with the bank. She's like, you got a rap sheet. As far as I'm concerned... From and what I've observed. This relationship initially began because you made my Relationship? <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> dynamic of our relationship that we have. Because we ne we're next door work neighbors. So, like, you begin this by not making my sandwich how I wanted it. You know? Like, yes, I know that this is two instances where you have made a sandwich. And I, uh... You know, and I have not bought them, but the first time it initially began with that one, if you would have treated me as a customer and treated me appropriately and remade my sandwich, maybe, you know, we wouldn't be at this point because I'm not a disrespectful person. But that day she really bucked up like she was finna fight me. The boy had to hold her back. They talking <laughs> and cussing me out in Spanish. And so I proceeded to knock over all the chips, all the cups, everything. Fuck you mean. I'm not finna play with y'all up in this subway. <laughs> And then she gonna tell me I'm about to record you, and <laughs> so there's a possible video evidence of this. We'll have to find it and get y'all the link as soon as we can. 
Yeah, but that's just what got me bitching. We have, you know, since moved offices, so there is now a new subway <laughs> within walking distance of my office. So, um, you know, it's okay. I do from time to time wish to go back to show their ass, <laughs> but that's just being ignorant. <laughs> Quite ignorant. And I think it's ignorant that you, and you should be ashamed of yourself, as I told you. For throwing all of this shit, all of them chips and all of their cups. She should be ashamed of herself for trying to have that young boy hold her back. First of all, <laughs> was you really It trying? gets real in Subway. They bake that bread fresh every day. She's not about to waste it on your ass coming in this bitch with no money. Got me making. Bread they throw away at the end of the damn night, bitch. Whatever. Anyway. All I'm saying is... But no, like, I know that that was wrong. It was the heat of the moment, and she wanted to record. Let me give you something to fucking record. Not clean this shit up. I think it's hilarious, and if it was me and I had been pushed to that level, I would have been stomping on the chips, stomping on the cups. You're not reusing none of this shit, bitch. Like, I'm going to have the final fucking say. You need to get a new say. truck, bitch. Exactly. And I'm recording while I'm doing it, ho. World star. But no, that's not that's not behavior I condone in, guys. It's not, but... Um... She lying. All my friends ratchet. She lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, look. <laughs> No, I don't condone. I wouldn't encourage y'all to go out there and start doing that to, to their chips and stuff because if that video ever resurfaces, I'm sure they're going to hit my ass with a nice little lawsuit. Here's your check for them chips, bitch. Yeah, you're going to show me sending the check and the public apology. Jerry going to be on your ass. <laughs> like, um. <laughs> yeah, stupid, stupid. Okay. Um, enough about Subway. I know that um, you did want to talk about your best friend and her um, wardrobe malfunctions, uh, Lizzo. And um, you had. Best friend? Yeah, your soul <laughs> sister. Go as far as say that. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm sure everybody knows by now that Lizzo was walking around with her asshole out and at the Lakers game, and it sparked a whole bunch of controversy, and everybody had. Um, you know, some people defended her. Some people thought it was very repugnant behavior. So um, we're going to go ahead and hear about Petunia's thoughts. Um, she had quite a bit to say on it, and she wanted to share that with the world. Uh, but first, we're going to take a little bit of a commercial break, if you will. And then we'll be right back with that topic, like I said. Are you in need of a daily dose of bitching with Brian? <laughs> Trust me, I understand. With me posting content weekly, the other six days can seem, you know, melancholy, if you will, depressing. So I want to help you remedy that. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Bitchin' with Brian. You can also follow my personal Facebook page at Brian Banks. You'll see this gorgeous face smiling right back at you. And if those two aren't an option for you, feel free to follow me on both Instagram and Snapchat at the underscore Brian Banks. That's T-H-E underscore B-R-I-A-N-B-A-N-K-S. I look forward to um, hearing from you guys soon. If you guys want to let me know that you fucking with what I'm bitching about, yes. You guys want to comment things. If you have topic suggestions or you just want to drop a line saying hello, all bitching things will be happening on my social media. Yes, I look forward to hearing from y'all soon. All right, so um, go ahead and um, tell us your thoughts about Lizzo. Okay, I know. Don't tell me my opinion don't matter, but I'm just putting it out there because I care. But um, <clears throat> I'll start with saying, like, I think that um, Lizzo is a very talented young lady. I'm I'm not taking away from that. Um, I don't think anything negative about her or bad. So don't take that. What I'm about to say, don't take it in a, oh, you bashing her and blah, 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 blah. It has nothing to do with her talent. What she did has nothing to do with what she do in the studio or with her music and, you know, in her business. Like, I give her all props for that. But at the end of the day, she was walking around looking like Rikishi, and she can't. <laughs> okay. There's no way around it. That meme was the best thing for it. You know, it's funny because I still haven't seen that meme, but as soon as you said Rikishi, it's like ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that's it. And that is so sad to say, but that's fucking hilarious. Like... I know people want to compare it to like, oh, well, look with Nicki Minaj. She looked fucking stupid, too. Like, that outfit she wore, it wasn't it wasn't cute. She looked dumb as fuck that day as well. Like, 
I mean, I'm just calling it like I see it. And then, yes, Nicki Minaj has has paid for a body that we would that's more than what we like to see. You know, that what that's what the young people would like like to see. Like people, all these bigger girls. I'm a thicker girl. Like. <clears throat> So I feel like I could I could talk, you know, like I yes, I was skinny for a little period in my life, but for the main part, I'm a thick bitch. Like so no, it's certain things that, you know, my friends like Brittany and Brill that they can do that I'm I'm not finna walk out and do it. That's not for me, sis. Like and that like all that body confidence and this is against body shaming is a bunch of bullshit. Like I know a lot of big girls that I went to school with, like, or and just bitches that I met, like Tokyo Tony, like, I mean, not Tokyo Tony. What's the other girl? Tokyo from. Oh yeah, Tokyo Vanity. Yeah. From Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, like, she's a bigger girl, but I mean, there's still a way to where she looks sexy and you know still present herself, like, and confidence. I've seen this post where this guy said something. I can't um, remember what it said verbatim, but it it spoke volume because he said, like, confidence isn't that loud. Like, you know, confidence speaks for itself. You don't have to make statements like that. And it would be different if she was, like, in an environment like Charlemagne, the God, um, he referred to, like, uh, what's her name? The weird girl, paparazzi song. Oh, um, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga yeah. yeah, they talked about her wearing a meat dress, but she wore it to an event in which it was appropriate for her to do that amongst other stars where she was making awareness for something that she knew that those people could donate to. You showing your ass what, what did what? For a 13-year-old girl who was probably at the game, that showed her what? What confidence was she supposed to have about that? Like, oh, I'm finna show my ass to everybody. Like, she made a comment <clears throat> stating like... um you know, it was the dis when she was talking to Gail, she said it was the most disliked part of her body. And what? So now you're going to show it off because you feel confident? Okay, wear a nice cute pair of jeans with that ass sit up or something like a nice dress where we could see the print. <laughs> I, 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 I think that, okay, so I have mixed feelings about it. I think that it, it, me trying to place myself in Lizzo's shoes, I think that, and I've never been big at all in my life, so. I mean, they probably like this skinny ass nigga, the skinniest <laughs> trying to talk about this. But I think if I was a bigger person, I would see it almost like a double standard in a certain sense that bigger women, their sexy has to be a classy sexy. Whereas if you're a skinnier person, your sexy can be, uh, you know, a provocative sexy. And I say that like when I think about Rihanna, she wore... Um, Something that was pretty much all see-through. Yeah, and, I didn't think that was appropriate. But I feel like majority of the people who are speaking out against Lizzo wouldn't, didn't speak out against that. They saw it as I didn't, bold yeah. and empowering and confident. Oh, she's sexy. And yeah, and I I think, I guess that's what they mean by the body shaming and which is their point uh people's point of saying like hey don't body shame her and i'm saying like not talk don't talk down on her no but i feel like the video of her saying like she crying first of all stop trying to convince us that you weren't hurt by the things that were said you're crying in the video like i don't know who you fooling i didn't watch that i don't need to see you crying (laughs) now you're fooling your damn self you're crying because your fucking feelings hurt which i can understand because you got the whole world talking shit about you You about your ass (laughs) not not even just you your ass and it's not like, you know, you went and got work done on this bitch. They are talking about your natural flat, fat ass. Authentic. My God. So, like, I just think that her, like, saying that she was confident and things, like, that just, I don't know. But I, I also feel, feel like, like, too, that's just a part of our culture. You know, like, there are certain, I know, people or tribes, I should say, in Africa where bigger women is, are revered. And they, you know, they're looked upon with dignity and grace it's a symbol of their status so i just feel like you in the wrong culture pretty much for that like i just think (laughs) i don't think there's anything wrong with big women i like i said that's why i'm stating i'm a bigger woman myself you know but i just know that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wear something that i know is provocative in an environment that is not appropriate if i'm not going to the club if i'm not going where it's 20.1 and older plus people like where that is okay and acceptable it's not dark it's not you know like you're doing this in the limelight and and you're calling it confidence and so you're saying that 
you don't have an issue with the outfit per se. It was just the timing and and yeah. where she was. Because I feel like you as a as an artist, this big artist that's so influential right now. You're you know like you're in the prime. I don't even think you made it to your prime. You're at a point where young girls are watching you. If you're going to teach them about confidence, teach them the right thing. Teach them to love and embrace themselves, but not by doing that. Not by showing up to a, a family-oriented basketball game with, with a thong on, thong dress, you know? I feel like that, I, you can say like, hey, that's just me. If she would have came on a video like, this me, I'm doing me. Like, that's just what it is. Okay, we can't, oh, it's you. But you're saying that it's confidence and then you're crying. It's just all a contradiction. <laughs> and then I feel like the image that you might be trying to convey to people who are watching you, yes, you don't have to, I mean, it is kind of a double standard because you're still a real person. It's, it gets complicated and tricky. Of course, I'm not living her life, but I just think that there are young people watching you. And for you to say, hey, this is confidence. This is what I do. You're just teaching these young girls that, okay, they can continue doing this stuff. They can continue showing their body, you know, wearing this makeup, flashing themselves, being these Instagram, doing things, popping in, popping it wherever they want to go and, and thinking that that's what gets them respect. And that's what tells them it's okay to love your body and let everybody everybody see it did, did that things leads to other things Lizzo you not living this regular life these young girls can go out wearing that stuff and then what end up in sex trafficking being kidnapped and then what oh she was confident about herself though that sounds stupid like come on I think I think I can agree with that I also think that as as a celebrity you have to understand that everything you do is going to be scrutinized you know there's going to be Everybody's looking at you, you know. The yeah, and I'm just a, I'm just one of the the many who got an opinion. Like I, I ain't saying what I'm. I can't tell everyone to feel how I feel. That's just my thoughts. Like, I, but I just feel like as far as her, I mean, if you crying and shit, like you have to, you had to have known that this was gonna spark controversy when you looked in the mirror and you turned around and you thought, damn, that ass looked good before you stepped out to the Lakers game. You had to know that this is gonna be looked at. People are gonna you know, have a, feel a certain way about this. You've, if you've lived your life and you have been big, then you know that there is a certain stigma behind it. So you had to have known and expected some sort of backlash. So if this is co confidence here, you're right. I'm not going to be crying about it. I'm going to own it. I'm going to be proud of it. I'm going to say this me, like y'all, you know, y'all thought that shit was cute, huh? Something. That, and that changed the entire you know, that, that, kind of, yeah, like that shuts me up. That shuts everybody up. It's just like, well, now if you're continuing to talk, you're just hating on her. But now we have something to say because it's just like you try to pull a label on what you did and, and try to look at it in a positive perspective. Cause she did say in the Gail interview, this is what I do. This is me. Like, and you know, they showed other video. Well, I've seen other videos of things that she's did. That's kind of similar to this. Um, just portraying it. That may be the nature of who she is. You know, I don't know. Know if when she went to Elsick or if when she, you know, was in college or whatever, if that's her behavior, if she showed up to Elsick in a thong dress. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee Miss Rodriguez was not having that fucking shit. <laughs> so, you know, I don't really know. Mr. Hatton would not let that happen. Absolutely yeah. not. I just think, I don't know. That's just, it's just weird. I feel like I know a lot of big girls and I see them and they real confident about themselves. Hell, they, they'll make these skinny bitches look like, uh, like shit. And you know, the niggas love them. And I just feel like I've never seen them make that statement. Like, you know, like, oh, look. I think it does take away from her natural beauty um, and and yeah, and I, it, her talent. She, she has class, you know. Right. I mean, with her with her music, like I loved her Macy's commercial, like just you know everything, like these things mm -hmm. that she's doing. I feel like she can play the flute, so that lets you know that she can read music. Yeah, so it's you're like, talented. Right. You don't have to that that right there. Your talent speaks for itself. Like that, you being confident in that that speaks for itself. You know, your little tiny purse at the and when you was on the carpet, like that spoke for itself. That. This that was just kind of like, and then I guess it was cause just kind of like salt on everybody because she went to uh P Diddy's uh, what you call it P Diddy's fiftieth yeah, uh -huh. and it was just like look bitches you know I'm sitting with P Diddy and the rest of them like y'all talking shit but look where I'm at kind of thing. I can see that I feel that um, and I don't know hopefully she get it together if it is confidence we are gonna see a whole lot more ass and <laughs> right. <laughs> And if it's not, then this will be the last we talk about it. It's pretty simple, actually. Um, yeah. 
All right. Um, I know one of the other things that um, we had kind of just barely, barely started talking about, and I figure we shouldn't talk about it. We should just wait and save it for the podcast um, was the issue of colorism. I know that um, it's been really prevalent as far as the the media now in certain um, shows and things. But um, a point that you and Chris made was that uh, the conversation never stopped and that it's been an ongoing issue. So, um, you know, I want to get your thoughts on colorism and what just kind of your take on it, especially with you being a lighter skin, um, damn near mistaken for white <laughs> um, individual. Uh, I want to know what your what your thoughts and experiences are on the issue. Um, I think colorism is very interesting because before it was always, um, for one, I always think that colorism is a black woman thing. Um, most of the time you don't hear men, black men complain like, yeah, they may have be, they may be discriminated against or something, you know, due to them being black, but Mm -hmm. they don't really have that issue. Um, I think a lot of it comes with black women. Um, and like before, probably 2010 or 2011 and prior, it was always black girls, um, wanted to be lighter, you know, like being a darker skin tone was, you know, frowned upon or, you know, like they do the, what they call the sandpaper bag test. If you darker than a sandpaper bag, like, you know, you're too dark. Um, I never (laughs) heard of that at all. Really? No, not at all. Like, uh, like a, like a brown paper bag, like, like for old school lunch, brown paper bag. Yeah. And if you're darker than that, then yeah. It's a no. Oh, I, um, that's interesting. I wonder, I guess I wouldn't pass that test probably, or I'd probably be the color of the damn bag. So yeah. what does that say about me? Yeah. <laughs> you might be just... yeah, It depends on the person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, I guess for me, yes, uh, I am a lighter skinned woman. And for me, I never really just viewed myself as a, like, I knew that I was like lighter, but you know, people, I feel like sometimes are real dramatic about it. Like, dang, you look white or, you know, I do get a lot of, a lot, a lot, quite often, actually, um, people mistake me from Hispanic more often than white. Um, so for me, like, I didn't really, like, I was just like, you know, I don't know why you think that. Look at my hair. Look at my nose. Like, <laughs> I look like a black woman to me. Look at my lips. But um, I did feel like that always was like, you know, frowned upon against my sister because people would always ask her, why your sister light and you dark? And it's just like. Yeah, but it's crazy because y'all look exactly the same it's just like yeah, she like, caramel and you vanilla like but yeah other than that and my sister again is not even dark y'all are probably the same color right. um so and my mom is dark yes well, my mom is dark dark skin like not brown she's dark skin right. so people was always just like uh, like to me i feel like i have my my grandmothers are dark skin my mom is dark skin my sisters like you know i love dark skin men like that's just i don't know like <clears throat> so to me i never really thought about that uh, i never really saw a difference but as a light-skinned woman you know back then it was like people put you on a pedestal or they think that you think that you're better than other people because you are light-skinned or you know most people when they light-skinned they want to say they mix with white i didn't really care about that no I, i'm not mixed with white i'm black like right. if anything i'm creole hey catch me <laughs> <laughs> but um <clears throat> so i i didn't really like that i never liked the way it made my sister feel because the girls in my family, like the grandkids and stuff, we are um, much lighter. Um, all are very lighter. And my sister was like the one that was dark skinned. So you could see the difference in how people would treat us versus how they would treat her. And I don't like mm-hmm. that. And I feel like this day and time, like <clears throat> colorism is it, crazy because white women, I feel like Hispanic women, they go get tans. You know, they wear bronzer on their face right. to make them Like look. the Kim Kardashian in that uh, picture I showed you of her most recent, what was that? Was it Vogue or People Magazine? Some shit she was on the cover on. And she, they damn near tried to make her look like a black woman in, in skin tone. Like, it looked... You just have to go and look at it. It looked a mess. No, I know. I I saw it, and that was just, you know, I read a lot of the comments, and I was just 
seeing, you know, it was a lot of black girls saying like, hey, this is blackface, this is colorism. Right. Like, like cultural appropriation. Yeah. Um, and then it was interesting because I would also see that there were like Asian women and uh, Hispanic women saying, no, you out of line for this. Um, uh, <clears throat> they were also agreeing with black women. But on the other hand, there were a great deal of black women that were telling other black women like, hey, y'all need to cut it out. You're doing too much. And I think that's one of the things that... Um, while the fight for colorism amongst black women will continue to go on because you have black people who don't support darker skinned women or and it could be darker skinned women, you know, who won't or who who won't recognize that or um just even dark skinned I mean men in general, you know, like they say dark men black men don't like black women. Like just all of it. Um I just think it's, it's a very negative outlook. And I don't like for dark-skinned women to feel like, you know, to feel any way. Because I feel like I'll be looking at black girls like, y'all skin so smooth, you're pretty, you're beautiful. Like, I don't know. Like, they don't be having acne and stuff. Like Yeah, that melanin, it, it do you good. It's good for you. That, you know, a little walk in the sun, it's like you power up, feel rejuvenated, vitamin D in you. It's good. And it's funny that you say that because I do feel like the... um some of the most beautiful women are like darker skinned women. Like our, for example, I know everybody, um, like when you think about, remember uh, the show girlfriends, you ever used to watch girlfriends? What was her name? Um, Tony. Mm-hmm. I always thought Tony was the prettiest one. Like I always thought she was just, she had them big old lips and she was just kind of like unapologetically just black. Like they were all of course like good looking women, but I always felt like she was just really, Nice. Even um, on Love and Hip Hop, I can't think of that girl name. I think it's Tierra, um, Scrap Baby Mama. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, she, like she's just, just that. I know people may not like, agree, but I've always thought Bambi was pretty. Like I think Bambi, Bambi, like oh no, <laughs> yeah, it's a no for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, she's cute. <laughs> um. Right, like a damn horse. This should be the horse. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> like no, no, no. Um, but I think no, um, Michelle is the horse. Hee haw, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> what I won't <laughs> do is allow you to attack K Michelle like this. <laughs> Not like this. She will be on your ass. We love you, K. Michelle, okay? Don't let her do this to you. She ain't shit. She don't know nothing, never knew nothing. Um, as far as the colorism uh, thing goes, though, I had um, two different thoughts, and I don't really know which one to go with first. I guess I'll go with the one that I didn't write down so I don't forget <laughs> it. Um, I think that, you know, it just kind of goes back to, uh, unfortunately, to those slavery times when those who were lighter skinned were they were treated better that's that is a a slavery mentality you know those people were allowed in the home those people were usually equated to having some white blood because they were m- maybe the master's child you know or something like along those lines so they got those special privileges so we just kind of as a people sort of incorporate that into our mentality that lighter is better and that if we are lighter even amongst ourselves our chances are better and like you said you see the difference in how you're treated versus your sister that just imagine the difference in how you're treated in the workplace versus another black woman and and what's crazy is that i mean even you know me of course a lot of people do recognize that i am a black woman well maybe not maybe that's why i see racism happen because they don't assume I'm black, I guess. But like, I feel like, you know, that has been done towards me. You know, I've been discriminated against. And I guess that doesn't really go into colorism because I'm light skinned. But just, you know, just being a black woman in general, but in every race, you know, like there are darker skinned women, um, just like um, in Hispanics, you know, like my friend, her parents refer to her as Negrita because she's the darkest one in their family. Mm. Um, and I mean, she's just probably a shade or two lighter than you. No, like George is my color and George is a full Mexican man. Like his face is a little bit lighter than me, but in the arms, he's my color. Maybe even a little darker, especially if I turn over to the, the underside of my arm, if you will. And I feel like even with that being said, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, 
those people may be okay. Yeah, he's darker, but I think at the end of the day, the discrimination and the colorism and the separation doesn't necessarily take place until it's with black women. I can see that. I think personally, and people are gonna get mad, but I just think in general, women uh, in general struggle to to be kind to each other. Women in general compete with each other so much, and I think that that hinders them from being friends. Like guys. I, I'm not fucking competing with you. Like, oh, what's up? Oh, that's what you do? Cool. Like, I, I think there's just a different level of confidence with, with men, like, and guy friends. It's like, okay, like, you do that. You you know, I don't play sports, but I don't, I'm not intimidated by somebody who does play sports. Like, oh, cool. That's what you do. That's not what I do. Your ass can't sing. Your ass can't <laughs> cook, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has their own role and I think I mean yeah that that definitely you know like you look at I mean even for me being a, a light skin I guess in some people's eyes it's like oh she light skin that's a good thing but I mean I ain't get the good hair so what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and even that though good hair what does that mean because I feel like everybody have good hair and, and since you said hair I wasn't going to say anything but um how you said people often think that you're Hispanic that's one of the things that people always mistake me for just because my hair is curly and they'll come up to me and they'll speak spanish to me and because you surely couldn't be a black man with that right right there's no way a black man is going to have decent hair you know and like our and in fact like not even just a black man but they people have to understand that curls and that comes from melanin that comes from africa like i remember like kalechi has such long nice gorgeous hair and when she curled it up it's nice and curly like african people that that is what that stems from so but for you to assume that the reason my hair is curly oh it must be because of latin or hispanic descent and it's like no and they'll come up to me full-fledged spanish and i'm like i'm sorry like i don't you all of that <laughs> went over my head like and i think that that's a part of i wouldn't say just colorism but I feel like it plays a part in colorism because it's assumed that if you are lighter skinned, your hair is going to be more, um, I guess, manageable or mm-hmm. um, or uh, have a looser curl pattern. And um, yeah, because I mean, like even with my cousins, like you know, like they do have, they're the of course lighter skinned girls. They have the nicer hair, so I felt a little self conscious about that because here I am, like you know, like I didn't get the hair, and that <laughs> for a while that bothered me, you know. Um, and I felt insecure about my hair uh, for a while because I was just like, I got to get perms. They don't need perms, you know, <laughs> whatever. But I mean, a lot of things, uh, I feel like all of this, every every little detail plays a part into colorism. I, like I said, I think most of it revolves around, you know, black women because there's always already a division between, you know, light dark-skinned girls who feel insecure or feel a certain way about themselves because of what the media has portrayed but i feel like they're at a point where they're getting on you know like uh, og saying that there was like some sense of colorism on the um, basketball wives um if y'all haven't watched it y'all should check it out small clips about it but you know get base your opinion on it uh gather your opinion on it rather um but you know even her saying that i feel like I feel like the life is growing, you know, like I feel like dark skinned women shouldn't feel any way about themselves. Like y'all, if, if we, if Lizzo can walk around with her ass out, why can't y'all feel confident <laughs> being a darker skinned woman? Like, um, I don't know. Like I, I, I think that, and I do feel like my sister doesn't feel any way about herself being a darker skinned woman. You know, we look just alike. We look damn near the same the same exact except for yeah, the color no, of our like, skin y'all really could be like, twins i mean like, our it's hands crazy. look the same like nose lips yeah. everything <laughs> the la- well y'all whole family got the same laugh but like yeah y'all really are like copies of one another like a black and white copy <laughs> <laughs> so i just think <laughs> so i think that you know women should just really embrace themselves like um I don't know. I feel like dark-skinned women, they be the ones with their hair on point. They be having the eyelashes on point, flying away. Like, they be they be cute. They be on point. I just feel like, why, why is there any... Why do they feel insecure? Like, especially in 2019, going into 2020, like, we're at a point where ha- anything is acceptable. Anything at this point is fucking acceptable. <laughs> That's not like, even... Yeah. 
Like, I understand maybe feeling that way when it... And I guess, I I will say, this may be speaking out of turn, because I guess I'm not a darker-skinned woman, but I do know what it's like to walk in the shoes of a black woman, because I am one. But, like, anything is acceptable at this point. I feel like walking and embracing your skin is... it. You know, like, y'all accepting y'all hair, y'all accepting y'all melatonin, y'all loving y'all shea butter babies, like love you and like regardless of what everyone's we don't like trump ass like i just feel like you know like the white community like what who cares what they think what corporate america thinks at this point like people are going to work with their dreads people are going to work with their purple hair people are going to work with their nose piercings with their neck and face tats like you can go to work in your skin and feel comfortable and i feel like every black woman should honestly i so the other thing that I said, I kind of equated it to, and I I don't think it's a very um, popular opinion, but it, every time I think about this issue, my mind sort of goes back to this, and I'm curious to know your thoughts. Uh, there's something that you said earlier. It was that um, because you are a lighter-skinned woman, that people assume that you assume that you're better than them, or they automatically think that you think that you're you know, high sedity, top notch above them just because you're light skin. Mm-hmm. And and I definitely can see that to be true. Um, but I also feel like, and again, I guess it's just me. I like to try and put myself in the shoes of every person and try and fully understand uh, an issue. And I feel like that, it reminds me of, um, or I feel like that's very similar to the white experience. I feel like that's something that nobody talks about Um and because they just be like, white people got everything, like, fuck them, you know? That's kind of the the general consensus. But I think that that's kind of the rap that white people get. Like, you, they're automatically assumed. If you have any altercation or anything negative happen with a white person, it's assumed that they're racist automatically. Sure. And and they have to try and prove that they're, that, that they're not, right, and that they're accepting of you and that they're the... And it's almost I like... I and, black people. Right. And almost, in order to do that, they have to kind of denounce yeah. their whiteness, you know? Um, and I know that that's from something that people would probably be like, like, what the fuck? But it's just something that every time I think about this issue, I think about that. Um, I don't know why I keep coming back to that. Um, like, for me... I feel like as a younger girl, I mean, like, again, like I said, like, I was raised in a home where it was black people, you know, like, I didn't, yeah, we had light-skinned people, dark-skinned people, I have Hispanic cousins, so I didn't see color, like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's not, my mom is dark-skinned, the the woman who birthed me, so I never, (laughs) I never saw color, so... I guess for me, when I was in school, like, yes, I, 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 at some point, I recognized it, you know, because I had to recognize that dark-skinned people are looked, are frowned upon, or black, black people in general, you know, at some point in your life, at some age, um, you have to recognize that. And in elementary school, I had a lot of girls um, talk about me, say things like I was a, I was more tomboyish because you know I developed, I started getting thicker a little earlier than usual. So I was a real tomboyish. I didn't really embrace my body or anything. So I feel like girls made up things about me, said a lot of things about me. Dark skinned girls, and I wasn't. And I guess I feel like now as an adult, I feel like they put their insecurities on me or said things about me because they assumed that you know. I could tell how people would talk to me or treat me. Oh, you, oh, you, is how they word things. Oh, you like that? Oh, you think you better? Oh, you like, you know, just to assume or try to question, like, how is she? Is she like, no, I'm a really cool person. I feel like it took time for people to get to know that, you know, um, sometimes people wouldn't, I would see how girls look at me, side eye me, but you know, I'm not, I'm not really a confrontational type of person in that manner. So I'm a, Hey girl, how you doing? You know, like, what's up? Like, so I feel like it took a while for darker skin girls. It wasn't until I was probably in middle school, maybe high school, you know, I, I really, when I was in high school, I had one girl, um, she used to always be like, Oh, it's cause you light skin, huh? You think you can get away with that? Cause you light skin, huh? Like, I don't parade around that I'm light-skinned. Like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. But obviously, you feel some type of way about it, you know? Like, because you think you 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 think that that's what's better and that's what's superior. You know, you've been brainwashed to think that. So now you put that insecurity on me and make me feel insecure. Like, oh, like, I, sh- I need to, like, 
feel like I act more black or, you know, be a little bit more <clears throat> this because, you know, I am light skinned. I don't want people to think that I'm white or whitewashed or whatnot. You know, like I didn't really like that feeling and being in between, especially because I am very corny and uh Indeed. <laughs> so, you know, people could easily mistake that and think like, oh, she just wants to be white or she thinks she's white. or You know, I, I didn't like that. But once I got into high school, I was just like, mm, whatever, like, and I don't care. Like, I know that I'm a black woman, like I'm raised by black women. Like, I don't I don't care about that type of stuff. I feel like that it's it's definitely something that all black people, people of color have to go through to just embrace themselves and love themselves. I think it's a uh, uh the struggle is harder for black people, black Americans specifically, um because we don't know where we come from. All we know is slavery. So for us it's kind of hard to and that's not really something you want to embrace, you know, like yeah, I'm a descendant of a slave. <laughs> like no, it's not really what I'm trying to sport, you know, and because we don't know like, oh, I may be Ethiopian. I may, you could be an, a descendant of the Egyptians or something, you know, and look, imagine, look at what they've done, you know, the mark that they've left on the world. You could be South African or from Madagascar. You know, they're so, Africa is more than just what we're, what we see in the media and how they portray it to us. And I feel like that is one of the greatest reasons why black people as a, just as a whole, can't really progress. We don't have a sense of anything. We just kind of like existing. And then when what we do create, the things that we do try and give our makeup and um, do and utilize to identify with and have some sort of identity, that ends up being taken from us as well or appropriated or used for monetary value. So it's like we can't even have our own anything. uh, Really, like all of this is just such a, it's such, even with, people, you know, embracing, like I said, people being able to do anything in this day and time, um, you know, like this is still such a sensitive topic, um, amongst black people. And like what you said, when you referred to like, you know, white, having an altercation with a white person and them almost having to denounce their, you know, their, their whiteness. Like, it's like, you can't be like, if I feel like, and then again, it's just because I try and put myself in other people's shoes. If I was a white man right now, like, I I wouldn't be able to say like I'm I'm proud to be a white man. Uh, that that statement is almost deplorable. It's like what? Like you know, and it's yeah. like why? Like why can't you be proud of the things that yeah, you've accomplished, exactly. you know, like that your family or your your ancestors may have accomplished. I think that it becomes nuanced because a lot of but, people try and denounce the negative that has happened that their ancestors were responsible for, but I know this topic can go on for for for, for forever, but I think <laughs> that's that true. One thing is, uh, you know what? I'm not even gonna elaborate on it because that's gonna open up a whole another can of worms. Look, I understand because I'll definitely be talking all day, um, and that's what we do. I mean, we're we're actual friends, so <laughs> we really can't sit here and talk. Um, I guess to to put a pin in it though, and to sort of wrap things up. I think that uh, it's a very nuanced, multifaceted issue. And um, I don't know, I would encourage people, I guess, to try and look at things from from multiple perspectives and try and place yourself in multiple people's shoes. Because mm-hmm. I feel like just the the fact that, for example, for me to even try and consider that other side, I feel like is important because it it, it shows that we, we're the leaders in this. Black people have been the leaders. The Moorish people... Without the Moorish people, nobody would even be bathing, okay? (laughs) Like, we came in and taught motherfuckers how to bathe and wash their ass. So if we can do that, and it has had such a profound effect on the world. (laughs) Y'all know how I feel about a funky motherfucker. So if we can do that, I think that we can work through this issue. I think that it takes conversations like these with with people, not only just our comfort zone. Obviously, we're comfortable, but having these conversations with people who are not normally um, yeah i think that people have to to start i feel like people want to embrace so much but i think what we need to embrace is you know an open mind you know and embrace an open mind so that you can be able to have these discussions and so we're not so quick to be um offended or so um, quick to judge others um i think that that's what it takes to 
you know, for just black people to evolve, you know, amongst each other um, and just people in general. We have to learn how to coexist with one another as well as coexist amongst the masses. Um, But I think that we can go on and on and on. So (laughs) Yes, yes, no, no. Um, anyway, I appreciate you for coming on the show and sharing your opinions and uh, bitching with me. You are always no welcome. <laughs> you are always welcome. I'm sure the people are going to love it. Um, anyway, as I said in all the ads that y'all have listened before to uh, before this, I know y'all probably pissed off like goddamn ads. I try to spread them out for y'all this time because Petunia said she was tired of listening to all of them ads. Yeah, right up in the- This is not what I'm about to listen to next. <laughs> so I try to spread them out for y'all, but hey, like I said, we have to get them bills paid. So fuck a nigga with an opinion. <laughs> anyway, um, as always, y'all know y'all can catch me online. Uh, if y'all have anything y'all want to bitch about, any concerns, comments, gripes, be sure to let me know. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe for all of that fun stuff. And until next time, bitches, look at her. Going to her damn subway. <laughs> ain't shit. Just ain't shit.